Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. Welcome once again to Profitable Farmer. It's great having you dialing in from wherever you are around Australia. Last podcast, I interviewed three men of Farm Owners Academy and um, feedback's been fantastic and it was such a compelling conversation. In this interview, I'm delighted to introduce three incredible ladies who are part of our Platinum Mastermind program. So Marion Drew runs with her husband, Pat, uh, high production wool, wool production business at Bathungra in New South Wales. Carissa Snyder is at Colcan on a large mixed farm, um, predominantly cropping, but a mixed farm in God's country at Colcan in the Riverina. And Shana <laughs> is, we've just worked out exactly where Shana lives, and it's on the east coast of the Air Peninsula in South Australia, and with her husband, Greg runs a mixed farm business. So ladies, to all of you, welcome to Profitable Farmer and great to have some time with you. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Perfect. So first question, and I'm going to be a bit controversial from the get-go. A lot of ladies and women in agriculture find themselves arriving perhaps into um, the interest of the husband. So, you know, a lot of us are um, passionate farmers and we find our loved one and then inspire them to move back to our farm businesses. Carissa, you're <laughs> nodding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your story and how you arrived to Colcan and perhaps a bit about your background. And I'm keen in this to kind of explore sometimes in that dynamic we can not necessarily feel all that important to the farm business. And hopefully what I want to explore next is just the important role that each of you play in the businesses that you're part of now. So, Carissa, would you mind just sharing your background, perhaps? Yeah, sure. I um, actually grew up closer to where we live than Damien, my husband, did, so it's a bit of a funny story. But um, I I grew up on a farm, so my parents' farm as well, uh, and I... Always loved the farm as a kid, um, loved the animal work more than anything. Um, and so it's no surprise I ended up on a farm. Um, but I also was interested in other work. And so I studied locally in Albury and became an occupational therapist. Then I moved to Melbourne, came back for a 21st and met a farmer um, who lived a bit northwest of here. So um Anyway, so I met Damien and it kind of dragged me back and I can very much relate to most women in that, I guess, my career got put on hold or what I visioned my career to be, um, got put on hold for love, as it does. Um, And as any people in ag know, you can't just move a farm, so you've kind of got to move to it. Uh, So that's what I did and got a bit more creative in how I did my work. Um, And then kids came along and that stopped all kind of work pretty much. Um, And it does definitely result in, well, for me, and I think a lot of women, if they're honest and reflect, a bit of a lost identity to a point. Um, And, yeah, anyway, we moved to where we are now because it is God's country, like you said, just that bit more reliable rainfall. Um, And... I'll be honest up front and it's probably through farm owners and and my involvement here in the last 18 months that I've kind of rediscovered my 
where I fit in the farm properly and being sitting confidently with that and just where I fit in the world really and how I want my future to look. Thank you, Carissa. What a wonderful comment. I know my wife, Jane, being a physiotherapist um, and with kids coming through and that that shift in identity can be a real challenge. Um, and I guess something that so many of our farming um, wives and partners have to navigate, how has that been for you, um, having to make that transition out of OT through motherhood and now into a real leadership role in your farm business? Yeah, it's been, um, it, like I said, it probably my kids, are, my youngest is now four, so that probably um, has made it a bit easier, but it's probably once you've finished having those babies, I've got four kids, um, once you've finished having them that you do start get a little bit more time on your hands as they get out of nappies and start to wonder um, where to now. Um, and... I wasn't really sure. I love the farm, love the land and wasn't really sure how I fit it in because you want to fit in, but then you're juggling kids as well. So I'm the kind of person that feels like, you know, if you're going to commit, you commit fully and that combined with kids is really hard. So um, wanting to give enough to everything. Um, but it's actually through farm owners and how we've kind of changed our business and got a bit more structure that... I feel like I really belong here, that I give a valuable input into the farm. And even though I, and so I, you know, feel for ladies that have never been on a farm before their husband. Um, so even though I'm from a farming background, I probably didn't truly feel like I gave enough. And now I do. And I probably would honestly say for the first time, I feel like it's our farm instead of his. Um, and so that's a really big mindset shift for me that's been fantastic for my confidence. How do you define your role in the business now, Carissa? Uh, I would say um, Damo's backup pretty much. No, I don't know. That sounds terrible. But um, pretty much he's definitely still the CEO, I guess. Um, but I'm, I definitely see myself sitting pretty closely to him in decision-making. Um, I think I'm nearly an accountability coach a little bit. So I'm kind of the one that, you know, because you can get swept up in the day-to-day -day mundane tasks and I'm the one alongside with our coach through farm owners that keeps us accountable for the other important stuff. Um, and I really love that things that we're doing now, like systems in place, um, we've put on a great employee um, and got some real systems around that, some real clarity. So I kind of feel like I'm the person that's, developed all of that that's given us a clear vision for the farm of course we've decided what that vision is together but that's made that possible so um you know the values where we're heading those kind of things I think that we were just in that flow on um where you're just running every day and now we just clearly know where we're heading where we want to head and yeah I'm that person that makes sure that happens I know um, in my role with Farm Owners Academy that Adele is the heart and soul of this business and as our business manager, she makes most of us look good and is really the engine room of our whole project. And I get the impression in your farm business that that's probably an apt description for the role that you now play. Yeah, yeah. And I'm the one that loves the sheep as well. So, <laughs> so um, Domo loves what sheep bring, um, but now we've finally got new sheep yards. We're actually starting to both enjoy sheep work, which is good. 
Perfect. Marion, I might come to you. Would you mind just sharing your backstory, perhaps pre um, the farm that you're yep. on and, um, and how, I guess, your role in the business has evolved? Okay. So Pat and I actually, we lived down at Collector between Canberra and Goulburn. Both our families were down there. So Pat's um, family farm was there and then my mum and dad, well, dad worked on a station down there, a sheep station. So we are both brought up on the land. We love sheep. Um, so we actually met when I was at school in year 12. So we were quite like just best friends. So we were actually, I was married at 21. So before I met Pat, I was actually thinking about going into the army back then. Mum didn't like it too much because it was pretty hard back those days. But that didn't happen, so I got married and Pat was a shearer at the time. Um, so I got my sheep class, class sheep, um, wool classing stencil and then we both worked into the sheds for a couple of years and then we decided we were going to get married and Pat's dad said, right, we need to buy another farm. So we didn't stay at Collector. He liked up this Cootamundra, the Thungra way. So I think we had a Pat had an uncle up here, so he said it was more versatile and just better country. So anyway, we bought this place here. We ran it um, for his dad for a couple of years, and then it was hand passed on to us because Pat's, you know, he's in a big family, and yeah, it was just easier to, you know, in our name. I think basically things had to change. Um, so we did that. Um, so we worked in the sheds when we did come up here for a bit because when we come up we had probably two years of good season and then we went straight into a drought, our first drought. It was pretty tough because um, we'd only just come out of school. We didn't have a lot behind us. Um, so then we decided that the sheep that we had were pretty ordinary. Um, so we needed to find... You know, good cutting sheep, beautiful wool and a good frame. So I actually met a fellow called Peter Westblade because we used to go to a lot of field days and he actually taught Pat a lot about sheep um, classing and, you know, gave him a lot of books to read. So we really, yeah, progressed with the sheep because um, we needed to make money out of them and the way we were going about it before, definitely not. So... Yeah, so that's how we started. Um, and then probably a couple of years later, then we had children. So it sort of flowed on from there. And the place that we got here is it's not a big farm. So we needed to, well, we needed to, you know, expand on it, but the opportunities wasn't there at the time. And I think that was part, that's part of the reason why we joined farm owners because we needed to know more about financials, budgeting, benchmarking. Um, we're going through a drought and we just thought, no, we need someone to help us. But we could never find it here, not the right people. Um, we couldn't connect. Um, and I think being generally a smaller farm too, a lot of people don't want to know you. So we found that really disheartening. They think you're not serious. Um, so anyone out there that's, you know, got a smaller farm, don't give up. And, you know, like farm owners has just been brilliant for us that way. So. And, yeah, and the way you guys 
manage that interplay of off-farm businesses with your farm, it's amazing. And, um, you know, that balance, I think, often we take for granted that the off-farm business and the off-farm projects just play such an important role in supporting the cash flow of a farm business, be it big or small, um, and can really support expansion, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. I look forward yeah. to finding out more. So coming to you, Shana, would you mind just sharing your journey and um, perhaps pre-farming pre and, and where you find yourself and your role in your business now? Yes, certainly. Um, oh, so before I met Greg, I um, grew up in the southeast of South Australia on a bit of an acreage. Hobby farm is what Dad had. Uh, went to Adelaide for uni, did my master's in social work and went bush. I went north of South Australia, um, Cooper Pedy Way, so I was doing child protection work um, at the time. When we met, I relocated to Berry, the riverland of South Australia. And then Greg and I decided to move in together in Adelaide and I worked in the city. During that time in the city, I wanted to get to know Greg's family. So he had an older brother and his wife and his mum were residing on the farm down here at Elbow Hill um, about 500 k's away from Adelaide. So we we decided to go and say good day to them quite regularly once a month, leave the city and head to the farm. And there was one visit in particular which changed our lives actually. Um, Greg's mum, who was in her 70s, uh, in great despair that the banks were knocking and she was just from that generation of woman where you kept the house but you didn't know the books, you weren't privy to the business, you weren't part of the decision-making. And so her naivety was actually causing a lot of stress and her future wasn't looking great. Um, and so I, being the person I am, just said to Greg, we've got to do a family intervention. And... Um, and so we found ourselves with this farm that we had to actually bring back from the brink. Greg went into lots of hardcore negotiating with the bank, um, try, uh, aiming to build relationship, whilst I was really operating the coffee shop, managing the children, and did not know where I actually had no engagement emotionally or physically with the farm at that point other than keeping Greg well as best I could and maybe being the person that helped him across the highway. Um, he had to move machinery or sheep, but he was on his own on the farm and I was really doing the shop. So we had real split focuses, trying to both feel like we had professional value and independent um, stimulation. And unbeknown to us at the time, it was quite a mess and... Um, was adding so much strain to our relationship. We had no idea what we'd inherited with the farm. Our attitude was we're really ambitious, we can just rock this out and be free from it in no time. And by the time we got um, to Farm Owners Academy, the top producers program, when we went to Adelaide, we were absolutely sick of feeling full of it, really exhausted and feeling scared and unsure of what we were doing and why it wasn't working. We didn't know our blind spots. So that was the start of our relationship with Farm Owners Academy. 
we finally confess that we need the help because our egos of you know are not achieving it we need we need the assistance but we didn't realize what kind of assistance uh, we were in need of until we got going with the academy so yeah that's the background um and Hutch, in addition to that, uh, find re, redefining who I am, not just professionally, but from a female angle, as as far as how do I actually add value to this farming game, that's been a really interesting path that only now I am finding peace in because being educated and professional and moving to an isolated environment where I actually have to drive quite far to get professional work um, if that's what I was opting to do. But where we are now, I had no idea until I got the support in the academy that my greatest struggle was accepting where we were at and rebuilding my own value and what that now means to me at this stage of my life. It was just, you know, and it added strain to our marriage because, Greg's educated, I'm educated, get out of my way. It was like battle of the wheels. We'll sort this out. We know what we're doing. Um, and really I was wearing the pants but wanting to wear the skirt or, you know, doing all of it and not realising there was a competitive undertone where we'd come from these two different worlds, stepped in on an intervention for Greg's family and hadn't even considered what does that now mean for me as a woman and now I'm a new mum and we've got huge pressure for the farm around existing debt, droughts, coming into drought, don't even know what that's like, no one around to talk to, Greg's dad's dead, his brother won't engage, the uncles aren't interested that have lived here and worked the land. It's all too hard for everyone. We don't have anywhere to cling. We don't have any... Um, on the ground family consultant so that put a lot of burden I felt on myself because in the background of course my responsibility I felt lied in also Greg's mental health so I became the watchdog for him like how's he tracking um his blind spots around balance and keeping himself okay but never once stopped and went what's my balance what's my mental health yeah so I'm forever indebted to Farm Owners Academy and the caliber of people for that being a part of my experience now yeah I see so many women out there just being so selfless you know like supporting their husbands intently um supporting their children completely and then the extended families. And I, I completely get that at times um, we forget to look after ourselves and put ourselves first. What I love about Farm Owners Academy is that genuinely we see a massive role for um, both members of the leadership in any family on a farm business, husband and wife. And I love when we go to our deep dives and our conferences that the room's full of 300 people and half of them are women. And there aren't many conferences like that in agriculture, I think, where um, I'm keen for perhaps Chrissy to speak to this if you could. Um, the, the woman's role in the farm business is just so important and so valued. What's your comment in relation to that, Carissa? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I do think um, traditionally the woman's role in ag is actually huge but never seen. Um, it's behind closed doors kind of um, and it's just an expectation. So, you know, you hear that the women are the glue that hold it all together and um, it's easy for me to say as a woman but I do think like through looking through my family even that that's just never a truer word um, but, you know, they're not the ones that are at the pub talking about their farm or anything like that. So it's just such a lost role. Um and they do give and give and give. And I actually um, thought before farm owners, so 18 months ago, if you asked me, um, I th- and I do still think that makes women amazing, don't get me wrong, but I thought any woman that gave to herself was quite selfish, to be honest, and not a good person. And, you know, that's so judgmental of me to think that. I've learned a lot in 18 months about that, which is really nice. But, you know, any longing I had for myself previously, I felt a lot of guilt about. Um yeah, so I think it's a huge thing that um, farm owners has probably given me the confidence, you know, to sit in a room, like you said, of so many people um, at the deep dives and to be lifted up for once instead of forgotten about is just an amazing feeling. Um, and the leaders, you know, you guys, like yourself, Hutch, to to reinforced to all the farmers in the room even all, all the male farmers in the room how important that woman's role is and you know how good it is to have your wife or whatever it is your sister your mom sitting there in that room with you um how important that is and to both be involved in the decision making is just really empowering i think to look at our farms as businesses for a moment there's two directors, there's a CEO, there's a CFO, there's someone who's head of operations and someone who's head of HR and someone who's head of marketing and someone who needs to be head of business and safety and all those sorts of things. And when I think about all of those functions, there's just such important role, sure, for the farmer maybe to be head of operations, but so many of those other functions, the, the women that we have around us are just so skilled and so capable. And you know, I think you're a great example of that, Carissa, of just that pivotal role, especially when we are building out our businesses um, to be able to expand and to be systemized and to have teams that can run our businesses without us. All of the architecture and the building out of that system can be so, uh, the contribution that um, the women in agriculture have to the establishment of that. I know that I'm stereotyping a bit and I certainly don't mean to. What I'm trying to do is it just, is just emphasise and acknowledge just the importance um, of that part of the building of the farm business. And um, women in agriculture just have such a significant um, contribution there, I think, in addition to perhaps the technical operations. Carissa? Yeah, I can definitely definitely agree. Um, and in what Shana was speaking about before, having, um, you know, also gone and, studied and got a um, professional background and then to kind of give that up you feel like you've well not everyone does I felt like I failed myself a bit and you know potentially my family by um, not continuing that profession at one point Um, so then to come into farm owners and realize that a farm is a hugely professional business um, and if you want it to be successful even more so um, and just to be sitting in the office and 
feel like I'm really, I really am making a difference and to believe that and, you know, I'm doing really skillful, really valued work. That's a huge thing as well. Um, I think traditionally farmers are almost seen as unskilled work and it's just not thought about enough to then, you know, realise the size of the businesses you're running and the money that goes through those businesses, you know, they're, they're huge businesses, some more so than others, obviously. But if you want to succeed, it does need to be run professionally. And I believe farmers as well don't give themselves enough credit for what they do, especially in today's times where it's just changing so quickly. And I just remember the comment of, you know, my brother even calling himself just a dumb farmer. And, you know, and it just nearly brings tears to your eyes that they some people see themselves like that. Um, I don't think he sees that anymore. But, you know, that was just a stereotype attached with a farmer that it was such an unskilled thing. But anyone running a good farm now is an amazing person, I think. Like they're just so adaptable to change. Um, I actually think they're quite unique. Anyone that runs a good farm is a unique person in the world. I'm not sure more complex and sophisticated business to run. I think farming business yeah. is so much... Um, there's so many moving parts and so much change and they are such um, complex projects that I think you're absolutely right. We do take it for granted just how um, skilled we need to be across so many disciplines to truly run a successful farm. Carissa, um, your, what was it that prompted you and Damien to um, join farm owners? And then years on, how do you reflect on the journey and and you know, perhaps what are you most proud of about what you've achieved whilst yeah. participating with us in Platinum Mastermind? Yeah. Um, our focus was, was um, Damien found out about farm owners existing um, and the focus was on efficiency. So um, we started off on our own pretty much um, and our goal is to grow our business. Um, there's a huge passion there for that and we need to. Um, especially to support for kids. Um, but, and so the goal there was looking for efficiency and how to do things better. And we came across the Take Control program um, and we did that and it finished with um, two tickets at a two-day event in Adelaide at the time. Um, and so we went to that thinking that that was it. We kind of ticked the box and I honestly never thought we would have signed up for this. Um, and it was just too much of a good thing Um and so we signed up for um, the Platinum Mastermind program. And at the time, it was for the farming business, definitely, and to learn how to grow that better um, and to, you know, have systems in place and to um, run a more professional business, run it more like a business than a, um, I don't know, than just an everyday thing that you did without thinking about um, to make that, to get that clarity there. Um, but the where I look at us now um, is somewhere I never thought we'd be and that's just changes in mindset um, change it just changes in everything you know we um, have a coach and the accountability is fantastic so when I look back um, sometimes you think you're not tracking along as quick as you should be but when I look back at what we've achieved in 18 months it's actually phenomenal um, and how our business has grown um, just the fact that we now have a clear vision, we have a business plan and we have values, um, we know where we're going as a result, we've professionally um, sought out and put on an amazing employee 
um, who just the environment is amazing because of that and that's so much to do with us picking that person based on our values and their values matching that, which is just something people don't even think of, I believe, until you kind of get in a program like this. Um, and our mindset is huge. Just we, you know, do stuff for our own growth. We listen to audiobooks, which is just something I definitely never thought Damien would do. Um, and, yeah, it's just phenomenal. And one of the biggest things is the people we've met. So, um, you know, we've got lots of great friends and if they're listening, we love you all as well. But, um, you know, but you just are in a room with um, uh, people that are just not only run the same kind of business as you but are there for the same reasons as you. And um, especially with what Damien and I are going through with our farm at the moment, the support is phenomenal from the Farm Owners Academy group. Um it is like an extended family. I know that probably sounds strange, but I just, yeah, can't state that strongly enough, um, the people that we've met through this. Thanks, Carissa. So you mentioned that you sort of arrived into the program wanting to drive efficiencies and, and probably get structures and those things around the business, but the mindset component to it has been significant. What do you mean by that? Yeah, um, good question. Um, what I mean by that is learning that running flat out, ticking off the jobs outside of the office are not necessarily what gets your farm pumping. Um, so the importance of time in the office is one big thing um, that we're still, you know, still getting better at. But um, how I know one of the big things for us is um, that was always quoted the dollar an hour jobs and, um, you know, you can be making that phone call in the office that you never prioritised that makes you a heap more money than fixing that, you know, or building that new fence or something like that. Um, so the reflection is a big thing also and um, the number one thing for mindset change for us is prioritising ourselves. So... Um, doing things like having time for your own fitness, having time for your family, um, having time to do those things that fills your cup up that is actually outside of farm work. So that's a huge change for us. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Carissa. It's so nice to hear the impact that I guess the learning and the support that you have around you has had on, on not just your business but I guess on the balance that comes with taking control of all areas of your life through the program it's just amazing yeah definitely and I think taking that time to work out our where we want to be in 10 years really shows you that when you think about things like that it's actually it always comes back to family or it comes back to health or something like that health's been a big thing for me personally um and getting that right and um through farm owners realizing that you know working ourselves to the bone doesn't um get us our vision in the end like it just doesn't you know you blink your eye and you're 10 years later and you know you don't necessarily have to show for it what you want to how strong is your vision and your strategic plan and i guess your roadmap for your future even in spite of i guess some of the the challenge that might be at play for you and demo now um how clear is i guess the long-term plan for you and um to what degree does that give you a real sense of strength and um, alignment in the moment 
Yeah, um, it's really strong, actually. It's a great question because it just made me re- reflect again that um, that actually hasn't changed at all, which is really interesting for where we are at. Um, yeah, it, and that's something Damien and I talk about a lot and um, that vision is really clear and I have a lot of confidence that we will get there and so does he. Um, and it maybe is not exactly how we... Maybe it's not through what we thought it would be through that avenue, but I... Um, just have that full confidence that something else is just around the corner. Um, I know it's like cliche that everything happens for a reason, um, but, you know, I just we just have that confidence that if one door's closing, another one's certainly going to open that we may not expect. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting actually and I have a lot of belief that this was meant to happen to us now with farm owners under our belt for as long as it has been because... Um, just the mindset change is I'd hate to have seen us being faced with this challenge two years ago before we started farm owners. Um, whereas now we're just hanging on for, for the ride, I guess. <laughs> and, you know, and the resilience you and Dame are showing is just incredible. And um, I'm really pleased to know that you feel like there is that inc- really significant support around you both at this time. Yeah, very thankful for that. Shana, coming back to you, what prompted your um, decision to join the Platinum Mastermind program and how do you reflect on your journey with us so far? Uh, we were prompted by, <clears throat> pardon me, a sense of feeling desperate. We weren't getting any traction or results. Um, our finances were, weren't improving and we just didn't know what we didn't know. So we, we felt at the end of it and on Facebook, Top Producers Program kept coming across the feed and what the messages uh, in that marketing really resonated with us around um, freedom farming and um, taking control and we were very intrigued. So we signed up and absolutely sort of um, paved the way that we could attend in Adelaide um, and we'd made our own, <clears throat> pardon me, private decision together that regardless of the investment, we were going to give it a full crack, um, living on faith of, of what that would be. And we walked into the room and had the first moment for those two days and we could have signed up then because uh, energy is a big part and it just felt completely uh, uh motivated by the holistic experience of farmers. So it wasn't just business aspects. It was actually about taking control of your life, your mind, um, your time, your balance, all of those elements that we just weren't even tabling in our lives. So what also caught our attention was how Farm Owners Academy um were very clear and uh, uh, yeah, clear and had their own um, systems respect around it. This isn't for everyone. There is a process of being able to join, and so that caught our attention um, in terms of uh, respect. Like we loved what we were seeing around um, the modelling of business and acumen and and the calibre of that leadership. So we just didn't want to leave without feeling we could be a part of it. Um, and, yeah, it 
that was what got us there. And then it was an anxious few days waiting to learn if we were going to be able to join. Um, and we're so thankful uh, when we got that call. And from from a female lens, I was feeling motivated to be able to get the help, particularly around Greg, who had the pressure on his shoulders. I just thought I can't be, I can't do this for him. Whatever I'm putting in is not working. Um, my highest regard really for that top producers program was for Greg to rub shoulders with people that have been there who understand it and can really hold his hand while I had a little bit of a rest sometimes or was, was holding the other one. Um, so I just wanted my husband to um, become a part of a community where his needs were going to be addressed. He could be challenged outside of um, our family unit and be extended and supported in ways that I'm unable. Um, little did I know that along with that I would be getting the same, same experience and same value. So our journey has absolutely been, the kicker for us has been slowing down to speed up. We were full pelt, mad on um, getting to the end game, so goal-driven. We were missing every important message, whether it be universal, um, health, financial. And we really hadn't taken stock of our why. We were just here to save the family farm. Like we're fourth generation showing up for our babies who are fifth. We're just going to, we're going to solve this. Like that's what we do. We fix stuff. We're problem solvers. And then we'll get it settled, become profitable, and then we'll move out and do the work we really want to do, which is, you know, impact people through small business and we'll, yeah, focus on that. We'll just postpone that, sort this out and we'll be there in a flash. <laughs> that was such, yeah, false coping. We had no idea what we would first be hit with from Farm Owners Academy and I'll never forget the quote said to us at a deep dive, you've got to slow down to speed up. And so we had speed wobbles and um, all of that going on. So permission was granted. We decided then we need to take control by taking stock and having a look, like where are we at, who are we, why are we having continuous conflict, what really is our drama, um, why do I as a person in this business feel unimportant and uh, unvalued and frustrated because the expectations shift all the time of where I'm to be and how I'm to make decisions on Monday, but then they change on Thursday. And underneath all this experience, underneath all the observations of the farm and watching my husband not really be gelled with his genius and struggle along, I had particular powerful observations I had nowhere to go with because Greg wasn't going to hear them. And once this community came in the farm owners group, I had somewhere to go to actually voice my observations. And then we embarked on that path of being vulnerable. And that was a game changer because we were both quite proud private people who were just going to sort it out. We fixed stuff, as I mentioned. But what we soon realised is that we had layers of made-up stories to shed um, before we could get to the heart of our why. And so with a coach and the leadership, 
who were always available um, to us. Um, we started that path of uh, building safety in the sense of emotional boundaries with the community that are oh, unbelievable, like the genuine regard, the endless um, care and affection. But at the same token, you get that, you get that uh, tough love to go, you know, to be challenged on thinking and decisions and um, reasons why. So, yeah, and and Greg and I, we, we can be really tough with or have, I guess, high standards of the people we want to speak into our lives. But from day one at Top Producers Program right till now, I can honestly vouch it's been a consistency across everybody that uh, represents the Farm Owners Academy in that what they say they do, they're available to you. It is There's no judgment but there's accountability. And when you are really not okay, they pick it up. They you someone walks with you through it, and it and really to that education that your farm's financial health or your farm's operational success really is indicative of how you're tracking around um, your sense of worth, value, and I tell you what, the, when we got the why sorted and develop the vision, the clarity is what creates the highest motivation. So when the days are tougher and I'm feeling a bit unsure, the clarity of where we're going is what allows me in my role in the business as a business owner um, to sort that out. And we also to uh, one of the greatest parts for Farm Owners Academy not just the community and the care and protection, which has nurtured our marriage and supporting us through rocky rocky parts. It's sort of like we hit a growth and we plateau out. Then we need a bit more help and a bit more unpacking, sorting through. Then we rebuild, restructure, and we go to the next form. And um, what really is happening in and around that is our business structure of where we sit. And what I've learned is I don't have to do it all to be valuable. I have to just sit with my genius and believe the rest will come and, and trust, lots of trusting of Greg, he trusting of me, letting go, constantly letting go. So we've been learning um, learning and get doing the work, getting the support and the accountability to ensure that every day we show up um, in connection with our why. We come from love, not fear, um, and we have a daily discipline around our genius parts, like celebrating wins. Hutch, one of the things you said to Greg and I recently is when you're feeling spent, being a little burnout, just focus on wins. No matter how big they are, if you feel like you're winning, the motivation will reboot and on you go. So, yeah, it is unbelievable. So thankful. <laughs> Thank you, Shana. It's just so good to hear um, the the wins you're having on the journey that you're on. And what I love about farm owners is that if you do want to go deep on efficiency and farm production that you can in this program if you want to go deep on financial literacy and benchmarking you can if you want to go deep 
systems and team and building out your team, that's part of the program. It, equally, and to your point, if you want to go deep on um, really getting clarity on the long term and, and then really looking into your own beliefs and fears and doubts and some of the mindset stuff that can hold us back as individuals and as partners that you can go deep on that and be supported across all of those journeys. Um, love that, um, and I don't know that anywhere there is a program that does allow people to move through each of those steps of both the business and personal growth journey. Shana, would that be a fair comment? 100% Hutch, absolutely. And the, the beautiful thing of the Farm Owners Academy journey is that you pick something up when you need it and it's there. So, for example, when we started with the Academy, our attitude was, because remember we had the speed wobbles, we had to do everything within these three years or we fail. Like that's the education department training, like you, you're going to fail or succeed regardless. So we have just been stripping that away to understand this is a lifelong journey. It's not just a three-year program. It's a community forever. We've found our people, like-mindedness, that are all striving to be better versions, have better farms, be free from their farms. It doesn't matter what your motivation is, but it's a high-level way of doing life and being with yourself and then for your family. So I love that the seasons shift in terms of what our needs are. So, for example, my husband is naturally a systems thinker and he's actually having to stop thinking the systems for the moment in order to just focus on operational and winning because we need to be making profit in our business. So my role is to support him in that and just say, leave the systems for now, just go and do operational, educate yourself on sheep nutrition, pasture management, um, different farming practices for soil health. That's where he's going. While I'm now navigating farm financial framework and getting myself educated on the money because I know that's a massive area of growth for me and I'm feeling settled in order to do that. And before that, it was actually about mastery on um, my background as a child and how some of that stuff was being brought into my life and so you just move through the moments and and all the educational tools programs and teachers and mentors are there when you're ready to press into that space and do that side of your farming business or your life at that moment so I've never known a program like it and the other part to that I've never known a business that cares more about the humans than Farm Owners Academy, like the heart of this academy, every interaction, whether it's written, verbal, deep dive, retreats, whatever it might be, consistently puts the priority in the people. And I, I knew the academy was right for me in the partnership. When we sat in Adelaide in a deep dive and there was 200-plus farmers, men and women, all meditating in the room at once, and I thought... I found my people, like even the traditional Farmer Joe blokes that will head down the bar and have their beer, which we love them, are sitting next to me meditating and there's emotion and energy and shifts happening. And I thought this is about us as people in every domain of our life. 
I don't know a business like that. It's well done to get that level of um, level of impact across every part of life, whether it be for the for the female or the male or the whole family, all the relatives, the business health in its in its um, general sense. It's achieved. Mind blowing. Kind of two types of people. There are close-minded people and open-minded people. And what amazes me, having grown up in a farming community, and you know, as a business coach, I often thought that farmers wouldn't buy into this stuff. But what amazes yeah. me is how open-minded and how engaged, even um, even you know, just the community is. So when we do do things like meditation and visualization and affirmation all those sorts of things and gratitude statements, they're all part of that building the mindset so that we can be on our A game and more resilient. I just love the fact that the community that we have is just so open to trying that stuff on and giving it a go. It's wonderful. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much for your comments, Shana. It's just amazing to hear um, your perspective on the community, on the team of coaches and the support team. And it's just wonderful, I guess, in my leadership role to hear that, you know, we continue to turn up for you and your family and others in this community in a way that um, that you need for us too. So thank you. Yeah, thank you, Hutch. Yeah, and if I could just add to that, you know, when you're back on the farm at home, um, feeling the pressure of the farming business and particularly this time of year, you know, the pressure's mounting with, um, the fate of the crops and the finish and what lands in the silo and how that all all is going to balance out and work out. But I was thinking on my walk this morning, which I never did before Farm Owners Academy, um, how blessed and grateful I felt for the crops, what were in front of me. And I thought, you know, I if I, when I'm feeling that stress between Greg and I and I just can't manage um the comments or the energy from him and the strain in the relationship, I have got a gamut of people I can call to walk me through that, whether it be leadership or other friends who are members of the community. Like there are go-to people that can just take the sting out, get, give some emotional support and on our trot to be able to go back in and give Greg the support and encourage him to reach out. But prior to Farm Owners Academy, there was no one. We had isolation and aloneness and all of those, um, you know, black dog kind of things that hurt us, hurt our marriage, our farming business when we live and work together all the time. But to be able to separate that and press into a community that is there for us. We feel supported and held every day of our working lives and, yeah, life generally, knowing that people have our back and we'll just listen, talk it out, and on we trot. So that's a massive blessing, like a safety net. Mm. Thanks, Shana. And I want to thank you for just being, as always, just so open and authentic. I really do appreciate it. I think yeah. the comments that you've just made will be supportive to so many out there that are listening to this. So thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you, Hutch. Marianne, I want to come to you and hear a little bit about your journey with farm owners. What, what sort of inspired you and Pat to make the big decision to make the big investment to commence with farm owners and, and how do you reflect on your journey so far? 
Well, Hutch, when we decided to join Farm Owners, Pat and I were pretty desperate. We were going through a pretty big drought. We'd just been educating our children, um, so they had two or three years at boarding school. Our farm cash flow wasn't always the best because smaller acres. Us both working off farm, we thought, you know, I just, we just come to a point where we just had enough and we were burnt out, you know, didn't know where to go. And all of a sudden I saw Andrew speaking on Facebook with the Take Control program, which I really connected with him and I thought, geez, this man has a soul. Um, I had to look into this program and so we did. We went to Adelaide and it was the best decision of our lives because we met all the people that were just like us basically um, and it didn't matter how big your farm was what you did um, it just made us feel so welcome and really it was a no-brainer we just basically joined up to the platinum mastermind straight away you know and we just thought okay the expense it actually didn't worry us we just thought no nah, we'll find a way and we have um, so now, probably for Pat mostly, he's really working in the business, which, you know, he's not actually working on the business. So we needed to change that because he hates office work. So, <laughs> and I think that's what led to us not having good accountants, not the right agronomist, um, all those basic things that should have been right. They were right years ago, but it seemed to have changed. And I think because we lost focus on that um, and just learning the financial stuff as well. Um, so a lot of that has changed in our business. So we have the right accountant, we have the right agronomist, we have a better office set up um, and we've still got a lot to learn. And then we wanted to know whether we could actually do more with the land that we had. Um, that was a big one and we still can because um, we do want to expand. We have a better vision now. Um, we never had a 10-year goal. I think we sort of did, but it was just in our head. Um, and then, you know, doing our vision tracks and organiser now has just made such a massive difference to where we are you know, with our weekly plan to our three months, to our 12 months, to five years, to 10 years, like it's actually given us purpose again. We sort of lost that when we we're educating our kids. I don't know why we did. I know we had a few ups and downs with being burnt out in the bushfires and an, an early drought. Um, I don't think we actually quite recovered from that. We lost our way, basically, and we didn't have the right help. So that's when we decided that, you know, to join farm owners because we knew you guys were there to help us and you were genuine. Um, so, and you're there all the time. If we need help, we're not afraid to ask. We've always been afraid to ask questions because we just felt, I don't know, that we weren't good enough or we were stupid or just things like that. And really it is quite silly to think like that, um, especially now that I've done Tracy's program, which has, um, you know, made us realise that we are good enough, be yourself, um, love who you are, um, and, you know, the right people come to you and which they have. 
Um, and we love our morning routines now. Like we used to always, you know, have a morning routine of exercise because Pat and I did triathlon. So we knew we were disciplined. Um, so now we journal, we read education, we listen to podcasts. I think I've never read so many more, so many books, which I never used to read because um, I actually never found books I liked and I think having bad experiences at school and stuff, I just thought, oh, no. But, no, that's all changed now. Um, Pat's always been a reader. He's a deep thinker. He's very quiet and he needed to, he needs to get out of his shell a bit and I think he has a lot more. He, he listens and learns but he needed to find the right people around him that he could trust to be himself. So next year he hopes to do Tracy's program. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's part of all the reasons why we joined. Um, we're so grateful for you guys, um, for everything you do, making us feel welcome, the deep dives, you know, learning off everybody that's there, um, totally amazing. Um, I've never met a group like it, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's just so heartfelt. Um, yeah, just to be supported. Like for us to, Pat and I, to think of doing another business, like I wouldn't, we'd be so scared of doing that, thinking that we didn't have the skills, but knowing that you guys are behind us, yeah, yes, we can. Because we don't want to work forever off farm for other people. That's just not where our heart is. Our heart is in this farm. Um, and, you know, Pat and I work as a team, you know, everything's together. We love our stock. I've always loved farming. He loves farming. Um, you know, we've probably always thought, okay, we haven't got enough land. And we had that stuck in our head. And that's just not being grateful for what we had. We didn't, we weren't grateful enough, I don't think. Um, but we are now. We are so grateful for what we have. Um, and, you know, it's a beautiful farm. It is very productive, um, just that we lost that and it was quite sad actually. But we found, we're finding who we are. Wonderful, Marian. Thank you. And I guess the other thing that we've got is just an abundance of time in front of us. You know, we've all got 20, 30, 40 years um, to build from where we are to what it is that we want to achieve um, and, you know, um, to your point, we should be so grateful for what we've got, but we've got all the time in the world to create, you know, all that is all that is all that there is that we want to achieve. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I used to think that we didn't have enough time. You know, Pat and I, you know, fifties. We're thinking, oh, you know, we've left this too late. But no, no, because anything can change. And look, I manifest a lot of stuff and. You know, this week we had a massive win of an extra $15,000 coming into our bank account. You know, a lot of people don't believe in manifesting, but it does work. It sort of blows me away sometimes, but, yeah, there is other ways. So, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, so how is it, Marion, going through the program knowing that your 19-year-old son, Tom, is at least in part coming along for the journey with you? Yeah, it's it's really, really good because he's learning this at a young age when we never had this education. 
So if he's introduced to it now, like it's going to be so much easier for him to learn because you're not going to get that sort of education at uni um, and he's not a uni child. So he, yeah, and just to have him on board um, is really amazing. But even our daughter is too because she's taking note of what we're doing as well, even though she's not up the farm at the moment, but she's she's doing her five-year plan and, you know, what she wants to do and, um, you know, it's quite amazing. She sent it to me the other day. So, and she's not actually been to farm owners, but she's just, you know, you know, going off what we're doing now. So, isn't that yeah. they say that you know this stuff and some of these principles when you can teach it to others, but to pass it on to the next generation and support them to get clarity around what they want to achieve and then yeah. take that into a plan and get them on their way, be it in agriculture or other, that's just incredible. So, well done yeah. and making that happen. Yeah, thank you. So how's the future look for you and Pat and Tom and family? Well, so much better. Um, you know, we have a plan. You know, Tom probably wants to eventually come back on the farm. At least we know how to go about succession planning, having enough money for us to retire. Um, and we want to help Christine out as well. I know we've got to do a lot of work still. We've sort of lots of things to do, but... We've got peace of mind and calmness now about it. Um, and, you know, just having that right balance for everything, you know, our future looks very, very bright. I think we look at our farm now, it's probably sitting on a three-star, but we want to be a five-star. And that's right through everything with what we do with our farming and our family, our children. So, yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to tour to your farm just the other day. We're not too far apart, Marion, and I think you're being um, a bit humble there to say that it's a three-star. I think um, <laughs> just seeing how efficient and how effective you are in how you do um, manage your property and your livestock enterprise, it's, it's pretty impressive. Oh, thank you, Hutch. It's nice to know that. And, look, you, we've never had someone like yourself on the farm, and we're so appreciative that you could tell us you know, that we are on the right track, you know, and we love it too if you give us a slap on the wrist and say, well, that's not right too. That's what we love about Greg Johnson because he's so amazing on telling you what's working and what's not and I really love him for that. Um, like basically with our benchmarking, he said, your stock's fine but your cropping's killing you. <laughs> and he said just as well you haven't got, you know, the big machinery in the shed. So, as you know, we've got older machinery, which we own, and um, and we pretty much get a lot of slack over that because it's old machinery. But you know what? It's not depreciating, is it? Mm, that's right. And I think what's really important is to have a business model and have a philosophy that underpins that business model and then to own it and go after it full tilt and, you know, to have a really low-cost, lean, efficient, high-quality high production, sheep production enterprise, that's completely fine. And if the neighbours and other people up the road are, you know, thinking of judging you for having old machinery, well, more fool them, I say. Yeah. Thank you, Hutch. Yeah. yeah. And, look, um, we're sheep people, so um, that's where our main focus is. And, you know, from farm owners too, we have learnt that we can't do everything ourselves. So recently we just had people come in and spray our crops and, you know, put our canola in. Um, so we do get people coming in um, and to take the pressure off Pat. 
which we've never done that before really. So I think that's just been massive for him because um, the barley needed spraying the other day. His spray unit wasn't high enough, so we got one of the neighbours in. And, you know, Pat went and did a sheep. He does sheep classing as a sideline. So he went and did that job while someone was spraying his crops. So, and it felt really good. Mm. Now, there's merit in that. We don't have to do it all ourselves. And bringing in people who are specialists in their subcontracting craft yeah. can really pay off and be, you know, one, way more sensible than trying to do it all ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So, Shana, you mentioned Freedom Farm before, um, and I love the frame there that Robbo and Greg have created around building out a business that's systemised and profitable and structured with team so that it can work without us. Um, the thing mm-hmm. I love that is that a freedom farm can be whatever it, it, whatever it is that you want for it to be. What are you mm-hmm. shooting for in your business and, and you know, what does your definition of pursuing and achieving a freedom farm look like? Yeah, Greg and I um, are shooting to become within the next 10 years freedom farmers. So we want to be completely operationally um, separate from the farm. We want to be able to own the farm but not have anything to do with the workings of it Um, and, yeah, still receive the profit but we then can go off and invest in other small businesses where um, in regional rural Australia um, which combines our genius Greg's passion is around systems and um, taking something from nothing and moving into something amazing where I focus on the people side of it um, and create through business, um, small business, uh, a sense of safety and and support for our staff um, exactly as Farm Owners Academy do with their members. We would love to replicate that in small business across regional and rural Australia. So we want Elbow Hill, our farm, Jogamar EH, to become our secure base, our home place, but that we move on from it, become free and have our staff co- have staff come in and run it where they feel completely secure, safe and a part of it and have buy-in to the vision and know their place and it's systemised and effective, profitable. We take that profit and invest it uh, in small business and and uh, have grow our staff family to 10,000 in 10 years is our big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, and, yeah, we, we're motivated to, to model to our children that you can believe in something and take the time to create it and first work on you, your mindset and, and your beliefs. So that's what Greg and I have been spending our time here on the farm. We've accepted that the farm has come into our life to give us that education and actually undo a lot of the learnings and conditioning we've received in order to step into our individual geniuses which collectively work and then how that can impact the world and change people's lives in whatever form that is. So we're grateful for the droughts and the financial stress and the marriage um, upheaval and re, you know reassessment around how we do that communication better and positive regard for one another and because yeah we really have to marry that pardon the pun but marry that world together and in our business before we can actually go and set up such models in other small businesses so this is our training ground on this farm and when we are ready to graduate we will be free from it 
So Farm Owners Academy are the absolute key to that being born for us, without a doubt. It's nice to hear you describe that. And as you, as you, sort of, as you do describe that, I get a sense that you and Greg are really quite clear in your vision and your strategic plan and around your numbers and around your team and systems as to how it is that you're going to build that out over the next few years so that you can then be free from the operations of the farm and go about that vision that you have in small business. Yeah, Hutch, it's been incredible because we were just nagging on that vision. We just started with Farm Owners Academy and nagged ourselves, why aren't we there yet? Why aren't we there yet? And with the help of Farm Owners Academy leadership who have been there and done that, built the businesses, have the acumen, know the ins and outs of what works, we've come to realise we've got to set and forget. So we actually don't sit with that 10-year vision every day. We do our 90-day rocks and we just power through them knowing that we can work with our goal-driven behaviour. It's not a negative, but we've got to discipline it. So we have weekly check-ins with our staff, incorporated with healthy reflections, what's working, what isn't, what are we grateful for. Um, look at our 90-day rocks and then we highlight it in yellow to ensure we're getting there and we're all just super keen to make them yellow. So we're feeding the good parts of that drive. And sure enough, that ticked off with, you know, halfway through that quarter because we're so ambitious to get that period done, knowing and believing that eventually it will have accumulate to that 10-year vision so yes it's reviewed yes we sit in our quarterly planning and um, we've had to learn to simplify it but gee whiz it is a massive motivator to simplify it get the clarity but set and forget farm owners academy have taught us that because we're just constantly looking ahead unappreciative of where we're at ungrateful for where we're at because we weren't there yet but when we let go, once we'd set it, let it go and worked our way backwards into 90-day rock chunks, unbelievable. It's so good for our mental health and motivation. And even our staff um, that we have at present uh, are motivated as much as us because they just want to get it done, knowing it leads to the big picture and we celebrate our wins um, and we talk only on that focal point for that quarter. So, yeah, it's really important feature of Farm Owners Academy in that planning, planning world. Like I always thought I was a planner and wrote goals and loved ticking off lists, but little did I know it was just pure busyness and it was ego-driven distraction. It wasn't clear and it was just justifying why I felt so unsettled and uneasy in this big farming enterprise that I really didn't know much about. Um, and then with Farm Owners Academy support, particularly our coach, we were able to settle that down and really take stock of the in the VTO um, structure as well and then pull out the 90-day rocks and slow it down um, and ensure we celebrate what we're up to in those quarters. So that's been amazing, really effective. Thanks, Shana. Yeah, I think it's really powerful to set down a strategic plan, but then to have it broken down into quarterly chunks and then to have those broken down into really actionable business improvement um, mm. and actions just allows you to really power through um, business development and business improvement. Exactly, yeah. 
Yep. Thank you, Shana. Perfect. Carissa, just coming to you, your focus now um, when you look at your strategic plan and um, how does your future look like with Damo? Uh, a lot clearer. So we were, I think, just um, not stumbling along, probably running along is more of the point, um, growing quite quickly, which we like. We like to be kept busy. We're busy people. But um but with no, I guess, you know, running with no clear end end goal um, for us is probably the big thing that we were doing. Um, and now we have that clear vision for where we want to be in 10 years. Um, and just through getting some clarity uh, on personally where we want to be, not just where we want the business to be, has been a really powerful thing. Uh, for me, it's also um, I've learnt to that it's okay to have where I want to be, not where I want the kids to be, not where I want Damien to be, not where I want the farm to be, um, but where I would like to be sitting as well in that and and then working out where all those things fit and how they fit together as well. So that was really powerful and that actually has given me the confidence this year to start up my own private OT practice as well, which I'm doing part-time um, as along with the farm part-time. Um, and that probably seems trivial to a lot of people but that was a really huge thing for me personally uh it was you know on my big wish list I guess um but I just lacked that confidence to get in and do it um and through farm owners and doing Tracy's program as well I've just just dived in and just love it and um it just makes me smile thinking about it actually um you know just how it's growing and just nearly laughable at the different my different view I have on that belief in myself that I can do it um but exactly what Shana said those the 90 day plan is a huge thing for us as well and we kind of have a um the 90 days of the strategic stuff but also the 90 days of just the um the working in the business as well um and what needs to be done and each weekly meeting which we now finally have implemented and really weekly meetings are great and we review where we thought we'd be up to what we had planned for this week obviously that changes all the time um but that ability to adjust it and tick things off as you go and that's just a huge confident confidence builder for the um for your business as well, I think, to know that you are getting there. You often just do jobs and you don't reflect at the end of the week on what you have achieved for the week um, because you're too busy worrying about what's next on the list. Um, so that's been a really uh, great thing. And I think it's also hugely helped Damien predominantly being, you know, the business runner previously for our farm business. Um, it's given me that confidence to know where we're at, what days I'm needed as well, because I felt really lost and wanting to be a supportive wife um, and kind of just jump, you know, and be there whenever he said, and, you know, and I still probably am a bit guilty of that. Um, not that he's demanding and all, that's just me. That's just a personal thing I have. But um, to kind of go, no, okay, well, we're going to do these jobs on this, these days and I can do my OT business on these days. Um, and that's been fantastic as well, that we just both have so much more clarity um, around what's going on each week. Thanks, Carissa. How much of what you've learned around business establishment and business development in farm owners helps you launch that business that you've always wanted to get going? Yeah, great question because it's pretty, yeah, it's just, it's all all relates. So that's probably helped me heaps. Um, 
in terms of having that clear vision for my OT business as well. Um, so it can really relate to any kind of business um, and how they all fit in together. Um, the financial stuff I'm learning through um, farm owners, I can apply as well to my OT business, um, which has been fantastic. So Damien's always been really good with the numbers and I've kind of just been the data entry person, but now getting that real understanding is gives him that opportunity to have great discussions with me about it, our business as well. Um, but it's also things that I'm putting into my OT business because I think, you know, with the, when you're running your own business, if it's a small business, you kind of, the passion's there, so that's why you're doing it. But um, it's nice to look back at the end of the day and see if it's actually profitable as well um, and, you know, that it's actually a successful business. And absolutely it is. You guys are smashing it on so many levels um, and you they speak for themselves carissa yeah yeah the benchmarking's been um, a huge thing for us and we're really appreciative of greg's uh, input like the other girls have said he's just a wealth of knowledge um and that's been oh i just can't describe how beneficial that's been for us personally as well as for the business as well and to again it just reinforces that clarity of where you want to head um where you are at now um but also how where you can grow so there's always areas for improvement no matter how great your business is um and that's been fantastic for that greg's knowledge is amazing um and his willingness to share it is just awesome like he just is such an amazing person that's so eager to see people improve which has, yeah, been pretty exciting for us, actually. Thanks, Carissa. So perhaps a last question for you, if I could. Over the course of the next few weeks, and because we can't host top producers with COVID-19, we've opened up applications to the Platinum Mastermind um, for anyone interested. Um, we've received heaps of applications in the last few weeks, and between now and the 31st of October, I think we've got another 18 or 19 positions to fill. What we and I think for all, for everyone, I guess the stories that we've heard is that that we're all where we're at, and where we're at might not be perfect, and we might be feeling hardship, be it fire or drought or a run of tough seasons or whatever. It doesn't really matter where we start from; it's where we finish that counts. Um, Carissa, what would you say to people that are looking at farm owners that might not necessarily right now have the opportunity to be part of the top producer event? That are thinking about their option to apply yeah i'd uh, say don't hesitate um i'm happy to chat to anyone that wants to chat and especially to the women to learn where they sit in that decision that maybe it's their husband that's making that decision that's stereotypical but that's usually how it is um i um i just say leap in um I grew up with my dad being a farmer saying you've got to spend money to make money. But it's um, actually quite true. Um, we definitely, and like Marion said, we definitely felt like we were too small a business, I guess, initially. Um, and probably I had that mindset until we got our benchmarking back. Um, but you're not too small a business to do something like this. If you're passionate about what you do, if you want to see yourself succeed, um, see your farm succeed, or you just want to, grow it or see things improve, then I just can't explain what you'll um, the positives that you'll get out of this course. It will always be far more than you imagined. Um, you'll go in for one thing and get a billion others um, just because that's how it works here. But, um, but I just say take that leap of faith. Um, it's an investment uh, in your future personally, but also in the future of your business that you I don't believe you'll ever regret. 
Thanks so much. I um, specifically reached out to these three amazing women um, because they are incredible and they're so committed to their own development um, and the, the development of their business, but they're also so deeply committed to other members of our community. Um, and so thank you to all of you for that. Um, I think, you know, there are a few individuals in this community that really do take a natural leadership role in supporting others that are going through their own journeys. And so thank you, ladies, for that. What um, impresses me is that they're all um, with their husbands really clear on their benchmarks, their numbers. They've got really strong financial literacy. Their strategic plans and their action plans are all in play. They're actively systemizing their business. They're recruiting and building out their teams as their businesses grow. They're clear on their visions. Um, they're clear on their core values. They're recruiting people based on those core values. Um, but over and above all of that, these three women are so deeply committed to investing in themselves and their own personal development and, and building out their skill sets so that they continue to add massive value to the expansion of their family businesses. And so to all of you, thank you so much for turning up as you do to our amazing community. Um, it's greatly appreciated. And thank you so much for the time that you've shared today and for being so open um, and sharing your stories as wonderful women in agriculture. Thanks, Hutch. Thank you. Hutch. Thank you so much, Hutch. What a, really great, absolutely. what a great conversation. And so, as um, Carissa rightly said, if you're thinking about applying for the program, we'd welcome to see your application. So, jump on to farmownersacademy.com forward slash platinum mastermind. Um, work through the application process. If you want to book a meeting with one of us, you can do that to answer any questions that you have and the application process can be um, found on that website landing page. Um, we'd love to see your application. And so once again, ladies, thank you so much. Can't wait to connect with you again in, few, in a few weeks as we come together for our dive, our online version of our client conference. And thank you again for all you do. Thank you. Thank you, Hart. Take thank care. Thank you, Kat, yeah. <laughs> speak landing page um, we'd love to see your application and so once again ladies thank you so much